I'm Paul Moore here with Herman Even, and you're listening to Great Relationships, pursuing the best in work, in life, in love. Right thinking, right relationships, right now. And I've decided how to have a great relationship with my wife. <laughs> yeah, have you really? Good for you. After all this time, you're figuring this out, huh? Yes, sir. I'm going to help her by reminding her of all the mistakes of the past. <laughs> Paul, you need prayer. (laughs) Let's go to prayer. Lord, thank you so much that you know how we should be acting toward one another and you have presented it to us. Lord, I pray that we can learn from what you are offering, what you have given and make our relationship superior. In your precious name, amen. Amen and hallelujah. I just thought remembering everybody of their past in the present is a great way to have a healthy relationship. And if you want me to change my mind, it might take seven strong men and a mule. I don't know. (laughs) That's right. Let me ask here. We have been talking about the problem and the four mistakes. The Mm -hmm. problem is that I make everything about me. Right. And the four mistakes is how this problem tends to manifest itself. And last time we talked about the baby. You want to review that for me? Yeah, the baby is actually the problem. It's not the the four mistakes. It's actually the, uh, the the problem we if you go all the way back to the beginning you have the problem and the solution right it's the 10 second version of the entire course you have the problem where everything is about you and then you have the solution to pursue the best for others patiently kindly sacrificially and unconditionally we brought the problem a little bit further along to help you understand that this concept If you want to really remember the problem, just think of a baby. What does a baby always want? And I'm not talking about the sweetness of the baby. (laughs) Oh, how cute. Yes, I was a cute baby. It's the the way that a baby is fairly well demanding about its needs. It's fairly well, you know, crying if it doesn't get its way. I want what I want, and I want it now. That's right. And, And that's what we're talking about with the problem. The problem is just like being a little baby. You take everything personally. Everything is uh, operating based on how it affects you rather than thinking about how life actually works. Sometimes it doesn't work well, and I'm going to trust the Lord anyway. That's moving yourself into a different place. We also talked about the two circles, and the baby tends to live in that left-hand circle. Life happens to them, and therefore they just react and respond. They're a slave, and worse, they're a victim. And that's the same type of mentality we're going to talk about with this first mistake that we're going to be talking about here. Okay, so the problem making everything about me, the solution making about others, I need to throw the solution there. But the problem making it about me, the four mistakes, how it manifests. And the first way is... I forgot to mention that this actually is the second mistake because we talked about the first mistake is you operate on opinion and emotions. It's what we call the politician. So the problem is the baby. Oh, I thought you just omitted that because it's not a mistake, right? <laughs> the problem is the baby, and then you have that first mistake, which is the politician operating on opinion and emotions. We're into the second mistake now, the victim, the keep the past in the present. So if you ever have done this, and some of you have, without a doubt, uh, we have a tendency to look at another person And some may even go so far as keeping a written log of the things that were bad that were done to them. In in fact, in fact, there is a 
a friend of ours that is a missionary in uh, Zambia. When we shared this, we were teaching this over in in, uh, Zambia. We're not going to say names, so we're not talking about Ian. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. Ian came up to us after we were uh, sharing this with a group, and he said, that actually happened in his town back in Scotland. And he said that it happened over a number of years, but there was actually a wife that kept a detailed log of all of the bad things that this other man had done to her husband over a number of years. And he got to the place, the man got to the place that he was willing to forgive the other person. And she walked in with this basically book and said, you're not going to forgive him because of this and this and this, and just listed all the things. I remember this story. This one over their life. I mean, these were old men that this happened. That's right. That's exactly right. And that's that's the essence of this particular mistake. We keep a log of the way people have treated us. And if you want to just maintain that mindset, just 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 keep that detailed log and read it daily and just notice what happens to your emotions. Notice what happens to your day. You're going to be mad. You're going to be upset constantly because you're thinking about what has happened in the past and you're going to be never tiring of having this negative attitude toward other people wow that's that's an awful place to be that's an that's a really ugly place for you to be in fact in fact we're going to is that even my job forgive me for asking but you know i never thought about this when ian and marilyn were telling us a story but is that even my job to keep a list of wrongs? Well, of course that it isn't. That was a third of course person, it isn't. right? Yeah. That was the wife keeping the list of this other man who had wronged her husband. That's so far from uh, what God would want us to do. That is so different than what God is doing with us, right? He's not keeping a list. In fact, he specifically wipes the list clean when we confess our wrongs. And he has wiped the list clean at his death on the cross. It's just a matter of us acknowledging what we have done. Are you sure about that? You want to back that up with some scripture? Oh, absolutely. You've got uh, 1 John 1, 9 is one of the (laughs) most important scriptures that you can have. You know, if you confess your sins, he is faithful and just to forgive you your sins and cleanse you from all unrighteousness. The issue for us is to pay attention to the fact that first he cleansed us from unrighteousness because of his death on the cross. I am not confessing my sin at that point in time to get cleansed. I have been. It's a matter of me acknowledging and agreeing with God that I have been cleansed. That's what uh, 1 John 1, 9 is really speaking to. But this whole mistake of us being a victim, we do this really well. We have a tendency to remind ourselves if we don't have somebody else reminding us, like in this story that we just gave you, we have a tendency to remind ourselves of how we have been wronged by other people. And we just keep that in our minds. And that's the reason why our viewpoint of each other tends to fit this statement that we have used more often than not. 80% of what you see lies behind your eyes, not in front of them. Now, just think Mm -hmm. about that. If I am upset with you and you have wronged me in the past, I'm going to look at you through that filter and much of what I see, in fact, if you, you know, accept that little statement of uh, 80% of what I see is going to impact my 
actions toward you based on how you have been, not how you are right now. And that's a big, big problem that drives relationships really nutty because they're always bringing up the things that have happened to them in the past rather than dealing with what is right now. So what's driving that? It's this mindset that I need to be treated well. Or if you just go back to the problem, what, what do I want from everybody? What, what is it left my sin nature? What do I want to have happen with everybody that interacts with me? I want them to make me happy, right? Okay, so what's wrong with that? <laughs> well, it's, there's nothing wrong with the fact that you would desire that to happen, but when you demand it to happen, meaning if somebody even accidentally treats me poorly, and I start holding a grudge about that, guess what's happening? I am therefore demanding that another person change as opposed to just going, you know what? Bad things happen. God's big. He can take care of me. That's the way we need to be living our life instead of demanding that other people make us happy. When you live your life that way, you are ending up in a mindset that is saying, I can't be happy by making simply good choices and trusting God. I can only be happy if people are treating me well. So there you have it. Our discussion about the problem in the four mistakes continue after the break. But I want to remind everybody, the website, Great Relationships, GRNumulateRelationships.com. What chapter are we in? We are in Chapter 5. Chapter 5 of the videos. There you have it. Someone we do remember, and we want you to remember in your prayers, too, Ian and Marilyn Campbell. They're on the front line over in Zambia. We love them, and God does, too. We'll be back right after this. Great quotes for great relationships. If you use your past for illumination, your future is bright. If you use your past for contamination, your future is bleak. Virginia Satir. Great relationships. Pursuing the best in work, in life, in love. Right thinking, right relationships, right now. Hello, this is Jim Leisher, founder of HOT, which stands for Honor Our Troops. Honor Our Troops began when I started sending care packages to my son, who was serving in Afghanistan with the 501st Airborne. Chad told me about so many others serving who had not received any kind of encouragement in the form of a letter or care package from home. Since then, we have sent more than 38,000 care packages to men and women serving in the armed forces around the globe. One story involves Sergeant David Perez, whose wife first signed him up in one of our community outreach events. Here's David tell you about it. Every time I received a care package from HOT, it was like Christmas for me and my soldiers. Receiving the package and the thank you and the support it represented boosted morale and opened a door to share the love of Christ. You can imagine the power of unconditional love. To learn more about sponsoring a corporate or community event, or if you would like to participate directly by sending a package, visit us online at www.hot-honorourtroops.com. back greatrelationships.com the material is in chapter 5 at the website again the website grnumeral8relationships.com when you're there you can also find a radio tab you can share this program with someone else you can do it anonymously since we're talking about you know being the victim keeping the past and the present all those things 
you said before the break that 80% of what we see is behind our eyes. It's not what we're looking at, but actually 80% is behind my eyes. Yeah, just think about that from the viewpoint of a person actually making change in their life, and they've dedicated themselves to living that change and doing it on a regular basis, you would still have the past history with them that would be coming up in your mind every time you saw them. You would be looking at them through a filter of your previous relationship with them. So in spite of the fact that they made this massive change in their life, you still would have this mindset. Mm, Time will tell, right? Because you still need a lot of experience to go through before you, you'd actually accept that they've changed. When we were talking before the break about that woman that was keeping a list of wrongs that this man did to her husband. Right. Are there more consequences of unforgiveness? Wow, that's, that is one of the things that God does not want you to experience. That's the reason why he specifically says, vengeance is mine, I will repay. If you end up having a mindset that says, you know what? It's my job to hold this grudge, and, and I'm going to get back at them someday. What I would say, you can see this on the web also. Get the study guide. Look in uh, Chapter 5 and look at this uh, second mistake. Keep the past in the present. You can see on, uh, on the website that we believe there is at least six consequences. Six, not at, one. At least, six. at least six. There's probably many more. But we've listed six out there. First is a loss of a walk with God. Now, if you are bitter, if you are resenting people, if you have an unforgiving heart, then you can't be loving your brother. And that is the whole idea behind 1 John 4, 20 and 21. If someone says, I love God and hates his brother, he's a liar. Well, that means that you've lost your walk with God at that point in time. It doesn't mean you've lost your salvation. That isn't what I'm saying. You're just not walking closely with God because you are actually in sin at this point in time. You are not having a forgiving heart, a forgiving spirit. That is one of the clear things that God has asked us to do all the way back to the Lord's Prayer. And you would see it specifically in Luke chapter 17 where we talk about and see the way that uh, forgiveness is a critical, literally, duty of ours to be expanding uh, toward another. So loss of a walk with God would be one of the keys. Secondly, loss of health and vitality. Psalm 32, 2 through 5, and I'll just quote a, a, a part of it, says, my bones grew old, my vitality was turned into the drought of summer. There is multiple secular research studies that show that people that have a revenge on their mind, that are holding grudges, that are bitter toward other people, literally impact their own body. It actually creates health problems for themselves. There's research on that, and it's it, the, the Lord is speaking of it the way that Uh, David was talking about. He was talking about it from the viewpoint of a confession. But the same type of thing is going to hold true if I am having an unforgiving spirit toward another person. Loss of health and vitality. So loss of walk with God, loss of health and vitality, the loss of joy. 
Proverbs 15, 17, and Hebrews 12, 15. Without forgiveness, we naturally move toward bitterness and vengeance. So joy, there, there's no space for joy when we are thinking that way. When we're bitter, when we're unforgiving, it's going to end up soaking up all the rest of the space in our mind generally. And here's one of the worst ones that happens to us. Loss of freedom. Now, that is a critical, critical issue for us because that's one of the most important tools that we can have to to make relationships work well. But this means loss of our own freedom. Now, just think about it this way. You may have heard that statement of people renting space in your mind. Well, that is exactly what's happening here. When I am bitter and I'm vengeful toward another person, I'm allowing them to take up space in my mind. Rent-free. Rent-free. Absolutely. Rent-free. And when I'm doing that, I am actually being a slave to them because they're living rent-free in my mind, and I am no longer free to be thinking in a way that could be godly toward them. I'm actually thinking about them in a way that God doesn't want me to be thinking. I'm not only not free, I'm controlled by, I'm consumed with, and I can even be conformed to be like my offender. Well, that's what I wanted to ask you. So in number four here, freedom, is that where we become like the very objects we dislike because you say where you look, you tend to go? Where you look, you tend to go. And just think about it this way. If I'm constantly thinking about how somebody else wronged me, that can have make a major impression on my own brain to actually become more like them. That is a, I love the three C's that we use with this particular, uh, particular consequence, loss of freedom. You can be controlled by them. Why are you controlled by them? Because you're constantly thinking about them. You can be consumed with them. That means you are, your, your energy is just being sapped because your, your mind is thinking about them. And then if you constantly are thinking about them, you may even become like them, conformed to be like them. So controlled, consumed, and conformed. Okay, so the easy answer would be, if this is my spouse, I just need to get a divorce. <laughs> right? What, I just need to leave. No, I, of course. That's that's what the world would be telling you. Because rather just need than to get learn away forgiveness, yeah. I, just, I just cut bait. And, because and, and, I see a whole lot of people, and let me ask you, they're not happy. They're walking around righteous or justified. Yeah, well, let me, let me exp- uh, expound on what you said. I'm, I'm upset with my spouse, and therefore I'm just going to get divorced. Well, guess what? That doesn't clean your mind of them. It doesn't. No. You just separated physically from them, but it doesn't mean that you actually have freedom from all of the harm that they did to you. That's why forgiveness is so important to go to chapter 8 and look in that uh, third section. Okay, of, of, I'll forgive of, them after I divorce them. <laughs> That's obviously silly, <laughs> the way you're saying that. Is it? I know a lot of people, Herman, that that's what they're thinking. And yes, they're thinking that. At the same time, it's much better to do it God's way, which is stop making it about yourself and start pursuing the best for the other. And part of pursuing the best for another is forgive them. So that's the fourth fourth consequence, loss of freedom. Then it's loss of hope. Depression is often birthed from a loss of hope for justice. If you're constantly thinking about the harm that somebody else did to you, you will have a tendency to move into this depressed mindset. 
it'll never be rectified. It'll never be solved. It'll never be something that I can trust that uh, justice will ever be done to them. And then the sixth one is loss of future generations health. Exodus 25 and 6 is a great verse to be talking about that. Visiting the iniquity of the fathers upon the children for three and four generations. The things that you carry into a relationship and the way that you are thinking about that person, if you have children, can carry over into their lives because you have an attitude toward that person. It's going to carry over. So there's six consequences of unforgiveness. Loss of a walk with God, loss of health and vitality, loss of joy, loss of freedom, loss of hope, loss of future generations health. Big, big consequences. If you're going to play this mistake of keeping the past and the present. Of you, making lists of... Yeah, you're, you're, you're setting yourself up for big trouble. Why would I want to do this? Right. So there you have it. This material comes out of Chapter 5 in the videos. If you really want to dig deep, I apologize that this is a radio program and it's kind of an outreach, an evangelical outreach of, hey, let's set one another free. Let's start doing what God wants us to do so we can start receiving what he's already given to us. Thank you, Herman. And before we go, I want to invite you to drop us a line at Great Relationships, P.O. Box 51836. That's Post Office Box 51836. Midland, Texas, 79710. Great relationships pursuing the best in work, in life, in love. It takes right thinking for right relationships right now. Greatrelationships.com, GRNumeral8Relationships.com is the website. We'll be back right after this. Great quotes for great relationships. That woman was taken from man no more implies the inferiority of woman to man than the taking of man from the ground implies the inferiority of man to the ground. Nor does the term helper connote subordination. Dr. Eugene Merrill. Great relationships, pursuing the best in work, in life, in love. Right thinking, right relationships right now. Relationships can be great, and not just marriages or romantic relationships, all relationships. The Bible offers the same solution to what is essentially the same problem. What is the problem and what is the solution? Study along with us to find out. Great Relationships is a video course offering biblically-based insight on relationships. In each video, watch Herman tame tough issues by discussing them in a casual online learning environment. Each of Great Relationships' 12 chapters are subdivided into quick segments you can squeeze into a coffee break. So if you've had time to listen to this promotion, you have the time to sign up and start today. Visit our website at greatrelationships.com. That's G-R-numeral-8-relationships.com to sign up for our free newsletter. Pursuing the best in work, in life, in love. Right thinking, right relationships, right now. back great relationships that's gr numeral eight relationships.com is the website there's a radio tab you can listen to this and other programs that have already aired share them with your friends but more importantly there is the study guide that herman mentioned and also the videos for digging deeper herman during the break i had a chance to think about the six consequences of unforgiveness 
you know, people have come up to me and said, do you want to be happy or do you want to be right? And I didn't realize what they were saying to me is, Paul, you're like a raisin. Mm -hmm. The life is going out of you. You're getting dried up and bitter. And all you were doing is justifying or keeping less or trying to be righteous. But you're not happy. How do I say, please stop, choose life, forgive? One of the easiest questions that you can ask yourself, if you're willing to be objective, what we say here in this particular mistake is ask yourself, am I better holding grudges? You, you're going to need to be objective because you can certainly rationalize the reason why you are mad at somebody. That's totally understandable. The second thing, am I forgiving as I have been forgiven? God is asking us very clearly. He's inviting us to a better life, which is to trust him for dealing with all of this. That's what Romans chapter 12 is talking about when it says, you know, don't go for revenge. It's my job. When you're bitter and holding grudges, you're basically saying to God, move off your throne. You don't know what's going on. I need to take over. That's awful. Okay. Well, in a pastoral voice, you know, it'd be real easy to say, you're not trusting God. But in a more candid and honest voice, am I doing this because I'm afraid? Most likely, it has something to do with you believing your happiness will be tied to you getting revenge or them suffering because of what they did to you. Yes, it's going to be a true flashing me moment. Or me taking control because I don't trust I'm going to get what Absolutely. I want. Absolutely. And that's the reason why I love this quote from Virginia Satir. This is a great quote. You can see this in the study guide if you just pick up the study guide. If you use your past for illumination, your future is bright. If you use your past for contamination, your future is bleak. That's a that's a secular quote that actually says exactly what God's word is saying to us. If I'm using my past to keep it in the present, the future's going to stink. But if I'm trying to learn from it, then you have a great chance to move forward and be okay because you're actually just using it for illumination, saying, I need to learn from my past. One of my mentors, Robert Fritz, has this statement, and I love it. The past is over. <laughs> how simple. That's, that's what we need to be thinking about. I don't care how often we've been treated poorly in the past. Uh, the past is over. Where does the past get its power? It only gets its power from your thinking about it. It has no power any other way. The Lord is big on us remembering his mercies and his graces. He is actually asking us to stop remembering those things that other people did because he's in charge. We aren't. We are to accept that he's dealing with us in the right way. He's okay. perfect. And I know I said this in the last segment. He is perfect and God loves me. So God's going to forgive me when I divorce this person, remove myself from harm, and then maybe I can forgive them. That's good, right? Without a doubt, God will forgive if you are truly reasonable in your confession. But the way you stated that, of course, that's wrong. Of course, the way that you're dealing with that, it'd be wrong. It's just, it's just words the way you stated it. The idea is God is a very forgiving God. He also wants you to be living a life that is the abundant life he has given you. Second Peter chapter one, verse three, he has given this to you. Which is why I can separate myself from this harmful person. That is exactly wrong. God is saying that he wants you to serve other people. 
and God wants you to do what is best for that person. It might be for you to stay in association with that person and quit thinking about yourself because if you aren't with them, it's possible that they may not change as quickly. It's not your job to change them, but you can be part of that system to help them think differently. All of this issue of being this victim, keeping the past in the present, is a horrible, horrible mistake. I love another quote from uh, Dr. Fred Librand. It says, good relationships leave a trail of resolved issues. That is such a good picture for us to be thinking about. If you don't want to make this mistake, if you don't want to live in this mistake of keeping the past and the present, then just picture uh, two people walking side by side on a path, and behind them are little packages that are, that are all wrapped up and taken care of, and that would be the idea of the problems that they had are all resolved. They're taken care of, and this couple or these two people are walking side by side because they don't have issues between them anymore. They're wrapped up. They're resolved. That is very important for us to consider. And I guess that reminds me that if you haven't done so, go to our website and look at the video testimony of Louie and Herman. These aren't just nice words that are being spoken. These are two people personally invested. They walk like they talk. Herman, in the time that's left, one thing. One thing. I'll just go right with that little quote. Are you resolving issues or are you ignoring them? That'd be a critical issue for us. Are you keeping the past in the present or are you resolving it so that you can live in the present, be focused on the future? That's what God wants for you. He wants you trusting him. So don't keep the past in the present. Thank you, Herman. And thank you for joining us. In fact, I want to say one thing. We do see great relationships as an evangelical outreach to share the love of our Father and for one another, John 10.10. And this is how we do it. So we thank you for your prayerful support of this ministry. Again, the website, greatrelationships.com, grnumeratrelationships.com. God bless you, and until next time. your day going, Barbara? I can't even begin to tell you how terrific my life is right now. What a coincidence. My life is just overflowing with blessings too. Why, just yesterday I found a hundred dollar bill on the ground. That's great. I saved a cat that was stuck in a tree and the owner was so thankful that she gave me a gift card to my favorite restaurant, Luigi's. Wow, I was in Luigi's just the other day and saved a man that was choking with the Heimlich maneuver. He was so overjoyed that he gave me tickets to that new play that's been sold out for weeks. That's amazing. I've been wanting to see that play myself. Really? I asked my husband and he didn't want to go. Will you go with me? That would be great. Days like this are too good to be true, but great relationships are possible. Join Herman as he offers you the opportunity to pursue the best for others, patiently, kindly, sacrificially, and unconditionally. Right thinking, right relationships, right now.